Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. I want to thank you for your time today. I want to thank you for listening in each week to the podcast. If you haven't already, do subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes that are released Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We most certainly appreciate your support with a rating and a review. You and your thought life is our topic for today. I love this world of self-development, of self-improvement, the sort of art form that embraces all of self-development that allows us to really hone in on who we are, to raise our level of self-awareness, to give us the ability to have emotional regulation, to really understand what makes us tick, those strengths, those weaknesses, all of the things that make up our past, that influence our present day plus our future our adolescence, our early development, plus the plethora of memories, emotions, feelings, relationships that make us who we are, plus all of the biases. All of these things come together to make you who you are. More importantly, how you feel about yourself and the image that you hold for you or of you was going to drive many of the things that take place in your life to include your thought life. And I named this channel Your Thought Life Mindset Podcast because your thought life had been ingrained in my person from a very early age. I want to say somewhere around 19 years old. And it'd been rumbling in the back of my head for a long time before I had the opportunity to take action. Today, we're kind of going to step through all of the actions that I took, but we're going to relate them to psychological principles that you have foundation in the science and that this has merit and credibility. The first book I read that really started me on this journey was Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich challenged several of my thought patterns, my biases, even the way that I showed up in the world. All of that was turned upside down, and it sort of showed me if I was going to have financial freedom, there were numerous things that I needed to go after in my thought life. That was the start of this journey some time ago, which leads me into... Insight number one, the power of thought, also known as psychological insight. We know that our thoughts are building blocks. We commonly refer to these as cognitive constructs. In any cognitive construct, because it is centered on thinking, if we have a bias toward negativity, negativity breeds negativity. If we have a bias toward positivity, Positivity breeds positivity. The universe has set this up in such a way where there's a principle, the promise of reaping and sowing. If you believe that being positive and showcasing positivity, treating others likewise is a thing that you ought to do, then you are rewarded 
with what you put into that effort plus some. And the exact same thing holds true for the negative bias. Research shows that how we think family directly influences our perceptions and our feelings. I want you to remember something. Thoughts are for the mind what feelings are for the body. If your thoughts are stimulating chemical proteins called feelings in your body, it should suggest to you that how you think really matters. It's through the recognition of this principle that the light goes off and we begin to think differently about how we think. If you constantly think of yourself as worthy and capable, 9.5 out of 10 times, you're more likely to feel confident that you can enter into whatever challenge, whatever dream goal aspiration you're going after and succeed. Likewise, the converse holds true as well. If you have negative self-perceptions, negative self-tone, negative self-talk, that's going to lead to a low self-esteem and a lack of self-assurance. There has to be a healthy dose of recognition for the power of thought. And if you haven't been thinking about what you're thinking about, now is the time for you to act. I want to now shift gears, talk through self-image and self-esteem. These are where we have psychological impact. The self-esteem or your self-image is a mental picture of how you see yourself and it influences your thought life. How is that? I'm so glad you asked. Psychologists have studied the concept of self-esteem and they have made numerous deductions that show how closely self-esteem is aligned with self-image. So let's think for a minute about positive and negative again. Positive self-talk and affirming thoughts, those are going to boost our self-esteem, while persistent negative thoughts are going to erode it. So the big idea here, family, is if we are to have a robust self-image of ourself and self-esteem, how we see ourselves. We're going to have to begin to think positively. We're going to have to put on that can-do mindset, which is the setup for this upgrade self-image and in self-esteem. The research is bountiful. It concludes that individuals with a healthy self-esteem are much more likely to have positive thought patterns they'll be better equipped to handle challenges or setbacks. We call this resilience, the ability to bounce back. The key takeaway here, family, is if we're not where we want to be right now, that's perfectly fine. This is not a fixed characteristic. This can be changed. And it only takes us recognizing that it's not where we want it to be for us to make the conscious decision and begin to do the work to change it to that which we've talked about. We talk a lot around here about the concept of positive thinking, which is also known as psychological resilience. Positive thinking isn't merely wishful optimism. It's far more than that, family. It's a psychological tool 
that creates for us the environment where we're in an enhanced state, we can have hope and faith, thus we're able to be resilient. The positivity is the setup for us to be able to move forward in a way that doesn't permit our thought patterns, our behaviors, and our beliefs to stand in the way. It doesn't permit negative self-thinking to take hold and put us or place us into a repetitive cycle where we're unable to find the escape route that something incredibly bad happens or there's some sort of trip to the therapist. We want to avoid all that, and we have the power to do just that. Research specifically in the field of positive psychology has demonstrated that individuals who adopt an optimistic outlook tend to bounce back much more effectively from various forms of adversity. What's the significance there? Well, I always share with you that failure is not final. It's merely an opportunity for us to review what has just taken place, learn from that which worked out, then retool or tweak what didn't and get back in, try it again until it works. Well, if you don't have resilience, you can't do that. You're going to be overwhelmed by the feeling of failure and you will be halted in your tracks. Setbacks become very temporal when you have resilience, and it helps you persevere through the tough times. We don't get in life what we want. We get in life what we deserve. For us to earn our way to deserve, that means we're going to have to go through some things. We're going to have to do the work. If you're examining these types of psychological principles and you're adopting them, then you're going to feel good. You're going to feel empowered. You're going to feel like I can. When all of those things come together, they work for you. Don't let negativity work against you. Now let's talk about insight number four, the danger of negative thought patterns, psychological consequences. Some people, unfortunately, and there are numerous drivers that create these circumstances, have what are called chronic negative thinking. We know that this leads to some very profound psychological consequences. Why? We've talked about a few of them. There's no resilience. Self-image is impacted. Self-esteem is impacted. The thought life is controlling in a negative loop, in a negative spiral that we can't get out easily without a whole lot of circumstances that aren't necessarily good. Studies link persistent negative thought patterns to conditions like anxiety and depression. I don't want either of those for you, and I tell you frequently that we don't want to be too far in the future that we create of our own accord anxiety. We don't want to be so far in the past, or in the past at all for that matter, especially ruminating on thoughts, feelings, emotions, memories that didn't go the way we thought they should, because that too will create this set of circumstances. Negative thoughts 
and the rumination that I keep mentioning, they serve to degrade due to the self-criticism, the negative self-talk, the perpetual sense of hopelessness, the beating up that takes place of yourself by yourself. This is why these psychological consequences are so grave. I want you to think about how you behave with you, how you talk to you, how you interact with you. If you haven't come to a point where you're your best friend, I respectfully ask that you begin doing that immediately because this is the type of thought life, this negative thought life that sets you up to never have the experiences in life that were designed for you. It never permits you to see or grasp the full potential of how you were created to participate in this world and to give back to this world. And your dreams, goals, and aspirations are constantly stunted. If you're in this, recognize you're in this, start doing a morning routine, start writing those down, start switching out of this mode of negativity into positivity. And if you need help, I'm certainly here to help you. Sort of building off our last area where we really took a hard, close look at the dangers of negative thought patterns. I want to give you some action steps that will help you build a positive thought life. We call this behavioral change. How do you do this? This is a deliberate action. It means that you're going to set your mind to do this. You're going to change how you feel about yourself. You're going to begin to treat yourself far better. You're going to review each of the items that we've talked about here to see if those are in scope for further consideration for you. Next, you're going to get yourself a nice juicy journal. You're going to create a morning routine. You're going to spend quality, quiet time with yourself 15 to 20 minutes every morning. Then, if possible, midday to do a reset, another period of quiet off to yourself. Maybe it can't be as long, five, 10 minutes, just a point of reflection. Am I doing the day like I started? And what has happened? The reason why I can't do it that way or I'm not doing that way. And you're going to document it. Then when the evening time comes, everybody has sort of went their separate ways to get ready to bed down. You're going to take another 10 to 15 minutes, find another quiet place. Just kind of think through how did today go? What did you do well? What didn't you do so well? If you had to do it over, what would you change? You're going to write all of that down. You're going to write down all of the prevailing themes and thoughts that are running through your head throughout the day. After 45 to 60 days, you're going to look up. Maybe you can do it 30 to 45, depending on how hungry you are and eager you are to change. But you're going to look up and you're going to take note of all of those things. You're going to prioritize them. And after you prioritize them, you're going to start knocking them down one by one until you get to a point where these issues that we have discussed today are no longer issues for you. If you need some help with behavioral intervention, because maybe you have some deep-seated trauma in your past that you have not properly processed, please don't feel any kind of way about doing that. 
that's perfectly fine and normal. Highly encouraged for you to do that. You got to make you the main idea. Then as you start to have small wins, you're going to see that gratitude is going to be on your side. Pull up with gratitude every single day and be thankful for the such things that you have, such skills that you have, the job that you have, the friendships that you have, the resources that you have. You can find things that are working properly, your health, your family construct, some of the outside organizations you participate in. Maybe you give back in some sort of way and begin to be very gracious for all of these opportunities. What you're going to find immediately after that is this persistent feeling of I'm not enough will start to subside. The idea of being caught in that continuous negative loop will start to subside. And if you sprinkle in affirmations into this whole narrative, put those on a card and read those five, six, seven times a day, As you're going through this process, you're going to see that after a little while, a few weeks, you're going to begin to look really good to yourself. You're going to begin to have a much greater appreciation for you and things that you desire to do are going to start being well within your grasp. That's what happened to me. I want to leave something with you before we conclude. That is, you are the sort of master architect of your destiny. Your thought life, your self-image, and your ability to have resilience. All of these decisions and all of these are well within your capability to change, alter for the better. It's not something that takes place right away. It's going to require you to have stick to itness. It's going to require that you commit to this process. But if you use these tools, they are going to fill your life with purpose, joy, and with extraordinary outcomes. And I think that's the sort of core of this talk, which was titled, You and Your Thought Life. Go forth, craft your future, and reflect on the positivity and the greatness that is getting ready to be unleashed in your life. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And that concludes this episode. I appreciate your time and your attention. I do ask that you remember this. You are enough. You can do it. You are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe.